y'all, and welcome back. Oh my goodness, Whitney, to see you live and in person is amazing. You guys, you are listening to Fit to Be Tied on 90.7 The Capstone. Hello, my friend. Hello, my friend. I will say it has been kind of a crazy ride because I would say, what, for maybe a year and a half we did zooming for our show we did, which we i'm did. really great at zooming now i have my camera angles perfect <laughs> i know how to like fix my filter so that i look really great in the camera so now that we're in real life i'm like man i gotta wear makeup again i know <laughs> i had you know i purchased a ring light all the things you did i saw that yes yeah. um your skin looks fabulous oh, by the way so wow. in person, thank you, you thank look, you. you look wonderful wow. <laughs> but um you know in First, we have to acknowledge it's the beginning of a semester and, you know, we just came off of summer. What were you up to this summer? You know, that's a good question because I was kind of prepping myself thinking, okay, Sheena's going to ask me what I did this summer and I need to like <laughs> have, you know, some things in my, you know, I, I spent a lot of time outside um, doing like yard work and stuff. It was pretty hot. I mean, let's, let's be real. It was pretty hot, but sure. I just love being outside. I bought some cool lights for the little patio, have a little cool outside sitting area, mm-hmm. went to the beach, did a little traveling. It was, it was really good. What about you? We, we did a few beach trips and then I know uh, you and I have kind of casually texted over the summer and I did what I would call a little bit of a tour to fitness oh, that's to kind right. of mm-hmm. figure out what would be practical for me in the season of life wrangling two kids and mm-hmm. a husband and um, I may or may not have told you I, I dabbled in a little CrossFit okay. realized it was not for me okay um, you know very appreciative mm-hmm. of that culture and community but <laughs> was not necessarily it did not align with um, my personal fitness goals with you know what I needed to do and mm. honestly all of the Olympic lifts were really scary to me yeah and so um, I just um, I, I found myself practicing in the mirror a lot mm. using a PVC pipe mm-hmm. and I'm sure that you know members at the gym that I was going to probably thought it was really silly but I was like oh my goodness mm-hmm. this is really consuming a lot of my time which isn't a bad thing but it was an interesting experience and it gave me a new uh, appreciation of that gym culture and community because I see how much the those athletes work at what they do. You're so. right. It, it is, you know, we, we always kind of, you know, CrossFit is definitely not my thing, just being a Pilates and yoga instructor and my, like, mind-body connection, but there is a mind-body connection in CrossFit, and I, I think that you tapped into that, thinking mm-hmm. about, like, how your mechanics of your body move, using the PVC mm-hmm. pipe so you can practice good range of motion and form. So I think that CrossFit is just for different people, different strokes for mm-hmm. different folks, and I think it's good as long as it keeps you motivated, which is what we always talk about um, on our show is being well and finding things to keep you well-rounded and fit and moving and um yeah, that's great. Yes, so it was good. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, doing that, I'm trying to think what else we did this summer. You know, you mentioned going to the beach. Yeah. I went to the beach a couple of times. Everybody needs a little vitamin C. Everybody needs a little vitamin C with your sunscreen on. Exactly. Yes, yes. with your yes. sunscreen. I know. Well, and it was funny because I use... I, I will be on it. I use SPF 100. Does SPF 100 really work? I don't know. And you have a nice complexion to your skin. Well, You're not like me, me where you. I just and get freckles. This is actually going to be really interesting with the live streaming right now um, on Dr. Perez's account. But um, the the bathing suits that I wore at the beach, I'm a very conservative person. And, you know, I just was not thinking about, like, what tan lines would happen. Oh, my happen. gosh. So this is what's going on right now. And this is actually kind of lightened up a little bit. It was actually a lot darker. 
marker. So I've had to be very strategic with the types of sleeves. I I'm just to. jealous of your Filipino tan going on here because it's awesome. And I'm it's, just like I said, I've been outside all summer and I have nothing to show for it. It's my own version of a farmer's <laughs> tan right now. Uh, but you know, uh, we, you and I, we like to go off the cuff in our uh, welcoming conversations. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so mm-hmm. speaking of that, getting back on topic, let's let's tell our listeners what they can expect with this like shebang show that we're doing. Well, if you're watching on Dr. Perez's uh, live feed, then you kind of know what's going on. Um, And if you're listening to us, then you have an idea. Um, Dr. Perez, um, he basically is our leader in our wellness model. And we like to get his expertise on what he views um, wellness uh, uh, for students and for our faculty staff. And just, you know, being mindful of those things. And and let's be real, we've had a lot of pressures (laughs) over the past year that being well has been something that we've been focusing on um, at the forefront. So I know I'm pretty excited about having Dr. Perez on today. I am too. You know, we always brag that we have the best guests. And so, you know, Whitney, I know you and I over the summer, we were thinking, okay, you know, for this first show of the semester, we got to bring in the big guns. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's right. You know, and also too, I like to make Dr. (laughs) Perez like chuckle about this, but y'all, we are leaving you on the seat of your pants. Go grab a beverage. It's hot. Put on some sunscreen if you're listening outside. Do all the things you need to do. We're taking a break. You are listening to Fit to be Tied with Sheen and Whitney on 90.7 The Capstone. WVUAFM, Tuscaloosa. Welcome back. You're listening to Fit to be Tied with Sheena and Whitney on 90.7 The Capstone. And, you know, we're just trying to get our rhythm again, being in person, you know, masked up. And, uh, you know, we've got our mic. And luckily, we're not having to wear our headsets because when I had to teach um, with my headset on and my face mask, it was like a suffocating feeling. So when I walked in and I saw this, I thought, okay, this is great because we don't have to worry about all the headgear and everything. But Anyway, continuing on, because you know we always get off topic, but uh, Dr. Perez is with us on the show. Welcome. Thank you so much. Exciting to be here. Well, we are very excited that you are here. And for those of you who have not had the privilege of um, interacting with Dr. Perez, he is our Associate Vice President for Student Health and Wellbeing in the Division of Student Life. And so what we like to do in the beginning, Dr. Perez, Mm -hmm. with our guests, you know, we got to know all about you. We got to know the deets. And (laughs) so we love to kind of open it up and share a little bit about your hometown, your academic and professional background uh, prior to coming to UA. Mm -hmm. No, thanks for having me, Uh, Whitney, she and I. This is a lot. Lot of fun for me. <laughs> I'm glad we're able to find some time here this year. I know the last couple of years have been uh, kind of crazy, particularly with everything going on. So mm-hmm. it's been great to be with people in person. Um, so in terms of my own background, um, I'm, I'm originally from the Philippines. So I mm-hmm. immigrated from the Philippines um, when I was a wee lad. Of water. <laughs> uh, and my parents were both physicians. And so um, in, in immigrating to the States and sort of relocating in different places, um, hometown is really, uh, I consider hometown to be Danville, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Danville, Virginia is um, on the border of North Carolina, Virginia, medium-sized city, Milltown, a uh, really wonderful place to uh, to grow up. So shout out to any Danville folks out there. <laughs> um, and, and then... Um, uh, in terms of college, I had my uh, went up to Boston College for my undergraduate, my master's degree. Uh, majored in uh, theology and biology as an undergraduate. Oh, nice! Which which is really uh, I didn't know how that would translate into what I'm doing now or what I'm right. doing in terms of my career. My career as a psychologist, but mm. it was both body and soul kind of combination. I think is what I was working out there. 
Um, so yeah, well, you know, and one of the things I was going to ask with that, because I mm-hmm. feel like, you know, when we've had casual conversations and then we talk about schools, you've right. definitely had a footprint, um, at, you know, various institutions, whether as a student or professionally, mm-hmm. um, give me a rundown of all the schools that you have, mm-hmm. you know, touched in some kind of way. Cause then, that, <laughs> right, I, then right. I want to know who are right. you rooting for in sports? Sure. Cause that's important. So there was Stokes elementary school, in <laughs> Tennessee, um, uh, my older girl is 4209 Granny Lake Pike. I can't <laughs> believe I still remember that. But anyway, so uh, Boston College for my undergrad, for my mm-hmm. master's degree, University of Missouri, before they were part of the SEC, okay. uh, for my doctoral degree in counseling psychology, and then my internship uh, at the University of Florida Counseling Center. Okay. Um, and then from there, my first position um, as a psychologist was at the University of Georgia Counseling Center, um, and then went back to the University of Florida for an assistant director degree. Spent some time at Georgia Tech as yeah. director of their center mm-hmm. uh, for 12 years before coming here in 2017. So do you root for everybody? Yeah. Or I, have you kind of, you know, cherry picked? You know, <laughs> I, there was a time before all this realignment <laughs> happened where um, every football Saturday, mm. I could guarantee winning football Saturday. Oh. Not, not <laughs> yeah. anymore, right? Uh-huh. So since BC realigned with the ACC and uh-huh. all this madness is actually now happening with uh, with the Big Ten Big, and, and um, SEC, mm-hmm. um, I root for Alabama. Wow, okay. pure and That's, simple, hey. right? Yeah. Hey, pure I and mean, simple. Keep yeah. it simple. As I say on Family Feud, good answer. Good answer. Good answer. Right. answer. Good. Is that on Family Feud? I think so. Yeah. Good answer. Well, and and, and, I've, and I've, this is a confession <laughs> that I'll make now, but um, one of my one of my uh, considerations in choosing a position or things of that sort is um, where that university or college stands in their NCAA rankings. <laughs> and so a friend of mine was saying, well, you're stuck here now. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, think, I think that's probably true. And stuck in a good way. Yes, that's right. That's yeah. right. Well, I like that, you know, because yeah. I think that's not always information that our general student body is mm. privy to. So, mm-hmm. you know, and especially too, since we're live streaming, yeah. we've got to, you know, we've got to share gotta some of the fun details. Spill the tea, that kind of thing. Spill exactly. the tea. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I don't know where, yeah. I don't know how that came up. You know, it's, you know, when you're just doing radio, you just got to say fun things like yeah. that. That's just yeah, how yeah. we work. Um, <laughs> you know, I always get really interested in talking to individuals and just, I, I love to hear people's backgrounds. And then I feel like it always kind of makes sense because you have a very soothing presence and voice. And when you said you had the psychologist background, right. I was like, right. yes, 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 I can sense yeah. that. Yes. Yeah. So that's awesome. Well, you know, just working in higher ed and especially in your position now, um, what experiences, um, even a, mm-hmm. as a student, mm-hmm. you know, has helped form your interest in this career in higher education? Yeah. I, so I never really um, had as my career path higher education. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think in terms of um, my work with um, uh, students in uh, graduate school, it really pointed me to a career in counseling centers and higher education. Mm-hmm. So that's really where I, I really uh, focused on. And, and I enjoy being around students. I enjoy being a part of their lives mm-hmm. and helping them in ways that that uh, I can, I feel hopefully effective. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just very rewarding to be a part of students' lives and their experience in that way. I think Sheena and I both feel that way. I, I mean, we've known each other for, I mean, since... Sh- 
undergrad or grad school or yeah it's just something been a like long that time. it's just been a long time we've just you've taken my boot camp classes I've always worked with you on stuff and like we've seen the changes of students and they it, there has been a change you know and sure. I think that's something that we're going to really get into I think you know later in our show but just especially with the pandemic how it's starting to shape right I guess right. behaviors and things yeah. like that but it, it for me I love working with students because it always kind of reminds me like when I was a student mm-hmm. and I'm like man I remember walking the rec and being like I'm going to be an instructor and now I hire instructors and I teach them and it's just I don't know do you feel the same way? I do and you know Whitney I know you and I we've had conversations before where you know when we think about like the specific vocations that we have Mm -hmm. or the the specific trainings like I would have never imagined I'd have the opportunity to be a registered dietitian Mm -hmm. within the division of student life and get to interact with students the way that I do as opposed to just doing things clinically and not having that opportunity so that's actually what I really always valued about our division as a whole is really those um what I would kind of call non-traditional experiences yeah, that really right. let you have those touch points right. with the students so and really rewarding in mm-hmm. ways that mm-hmm. that is hard to describe mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and I think it might have been Robert Hayes who used <laughs> to be in our division he whenever they had made the name change from student affairs to student life uh-huh. he had made a little jingle basically saying that we want to be part <laughs> of the students lives as a part versus their private affairs <laughs> So I always think about that. So anyways, oh, yeah. I miss his jingles because remember at um, our student life meetings, mm-hmm. you'd get up there mm-hmm. and do his little poems slash raps. And I was like, man, we got to get that guy a yes. gig. Sure. He's good. You'll have to have him on the show sometimes. So. Yes. We do need a guest Now, now that this week. is your seventh year. I yes. can't believe right. <sighs> Yes. Huge. It's yes. huge. So we're, 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 we're going to plan a celebration. And so, uh, Dr. Prez, I'm glad that you mentioned that because that lets us know you're in support of us celebrating. Oh, yes, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, you know, one of the other things that we want to talk about, you know, we've got a couple more minutes before we need to take a break. But um, in terms of the areas that you oversee, uh, I don't think we actually let you talk about what your role is here at UA. Mm-hmm. I think we got so yeah. excited to talk oh, about yeah, your background yeah, yeah. and then it's That's like, cool. well, what the heck does this man yeah, yeah. do on the University of Alabama campus? Yeah. So what do you do <laughs> on the University of Alabama campus, Dr. Perez? Great question. Great <laughs> question. And, and um, so this role was created or established in 2017. So I've had the distinct honor of actually sort of inaugurating this role, which is huge, mm-hmm. uh, but it also allows some creativity that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. So um, in terms of the, my charge, it's really developing a holistic uh, model and outlook for student health and well-being, mm-hmm. which we've which we've accomplished in the last couple of years, um, and uh, so as part of that, I oversee our counseling center, collegiate recovery, intervention services, university recreation, health promotion and wellness, and our women and gender resource mm-hmm. center. And so combined, I like to refer to them as our core departments for student health and well-being um, and the programs that they serve. Yes, well, you know, I just I think I got so excited about you <laughs> on the show and us oh. spilling the tea about right. you that right. we didn't know nice. the specific details right. of what you do. And so I, I, I love the fact that you were able to share with us um, which specific um, areas within the division mm-hmm. that you oversee. And we want to talk more about that. But you guys, we got to take a break. You know, it's it's one of those things we need you to have a bathroom break, grab the beverages, all the things. You are listening to Fit to be Tied with Sheen and Whitney on 90.7 The Capstone. WVUAFM, Tuscaloosa.
Welcome back. You're listening to Fit to Be Tied with Sheena Whitney, and we have Dr. Perez on our show today learning about his title and his job and, you know what, the Alabama Wellness Model. Did I say that correctly? That's right. Awesome. That's right. Which yes. we talk about a lot on the show. Oh. So, so can I we get know. a raise yes. since we don't? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It actually is the framework. It really is. How we it really the is. that we have yes. and yes. the topics that we cover. And, um, you know, just going on that, Dr. Perez, tell our listeners a little bit about the Alabama model for those that may not be familiar with mm-hmm. it. Sure, sure. So our Alabama model really is our model for student health and well-being that encompasses a very broad and holistic um, array of di- dimensions that comprise student health and well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was um, it's a model that was generated uh, by students for students is what I like to, is what mm-hmm. I like to say mm-hmm. uh, as, as my advisory council had sort of hands-on uh, involvement with it. So it encompasses seven dimensions of health and well-being that students here uh, regard as important for their academic and their personal success and growth all the way from academic to spiritual well-being. Uh, and there are different ways that that uh, the model you know supports um, and encourages student health mm-hmm. uh, throughout their time here at, at the university. Um, we're, and we also link different departments and resources to each of those different dimensions too. So um, it was it was w- one of the things that, that uh, was a big charge for for me in my first couple of years. And so we've been able to get that accomplished. And uh, I think it's off to a good start. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, with the with the seven dimensions. Um, do you feel like there is a, actually a particular area that sometimes folks are a little surprised is on there? I know mm-hmm. that even just in anecdotal conversations that I'll have with students and I talk about the um, offerings that we have within our own department in health promotional wellness and we talk about financial wellness, right. it blows my mind, you know, talking to people who maybe aren't in higher education and will say, oh, we actually cover financial wellness for mm-hmm. students. And even just that terminology of financial wellness, sometimes I think the outsider mm-hmm. yes. may not necessarily think of that as yes. like a wellness component. Right, you know? right. So that's, I think that's very true. I think financial wellness, cert- certainly spiritual wellness and well-being are probably the two that, that may surprise people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think with financial wellness and well-being, it's about the quality of life and mm-hmm. being able to not only gain skills and, and knowledge to uh, to manage uh, money, how to invest, and how to be smart with, with mm-hmm. all your financial um, uh, dealings, but also how to be thoughtful and, and mm-hmm. ways to, um, to to maximize either your earning potential or the income or just managing a budget so you have a quality of life that you like for yourself and um, uh, moving forward. And, it's, and these are life skills that we hopefully um, are able to, to instill in students while they're here and that they're lifelong skills that they can carry with them. Uh, as they leave and graduate from from the university. Absolutely. You know, when I think about financial wellness, mm-hmm. I mean, money stresses people out. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's just because right. we always have people on talking about, <clears throat> you That's know, right. dealing with money, especially as a student. It's a very uh, influential time mm-hmm. with your money because, mm-hmm. you know, I remember you were talking about your <laughs> college experience. Oh, yes. Would you like to remind our listeners <laughs> oh, about yes. the credit card incident? Absolutely. So I am the t- so I am the quintessential person that these credit card companies were targeting here. I signed up for my first credit card because I just really mm. wanted this Alabama beach towel that they had. Oh, wow. They were outside of Coleman Coliseum. It was right after gymnastics yeah. meet. And I was like, 
oh, all you need is my name and address and you'll give me this fancy towel that was so cheaply made and so thin, but it had a massive elephant on it. Yeah, so. (laughs) I just always think about that. I'm just really grateful that that is, um, that they they don't necessarily do that now. They don't, thank goodness, thank goodness. (laughs) No, but yes, but you know, Whitney, like you said, yeah, with finances being something that can stress people Mm -hmm. out, you know, then that overlaps into someone's uh, mental health as well. So Mm -hmm. I love how our Alabama model, everything is very synergistic Mm -hmm. and and, um, all-encompassing. And when you think about the programming that our division does, Dr. Perez, Mm -hmm. um, you know, what kinds of things have you seen, like what kind Mm -hmm. of, I guess, um, signature programs have you seen kind of bubble up from the use of the Alabama model and its structure? So first of all, I want to say that I'm I'm glad that you're referring to it as our Alabama model Mm -hmm. and not just something that is mine, but I think it's, and, and, and I wanted it to be our model. You know, the, the model for students and their well-being is is for our students, mm-hmm. so that's why I named it the Alabama model. I think in terms of some of the signature events, I think there, there are a lot of things that were already happening, mm-hmm. which in some way made it really easy to, uh, to design the model and, and, and to find the intersections of what we're currently doing and how it fits into, into our model. So for example, around social well-being, that's a huge aspect uh, for our students as they build community, they engage with each other, particularly the last couple of years. And so I think some of those signature events certainly are, well, we have the Tie-Dye Festival this, mm-hmm. this Friday, mm-hmm. which is a, a real collaboration with all five departments on that. And so that's this Friday at four? Is that right? Yeah, four to six. Yeah, four to six. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so that's going to be very exciting. And then um, I think also, too, um, some of the things that have already existed are things like the Rising Tide Tailgate, which which our university programs puts on because that that really targets uh, responsibility around game day activities, Mm -hmm. responsibility around alcohol use, and and fostering a good sense of uh, responsibility uh, for our students around game day. So there are a number, I think, of different events Mm -hmm. That, that already were established that um, were a natural part of, uh, uh, of the university or, or for our Alabama model. Some newer initiatives had to you know, focus on suicide prevention, mm-hmm. such as uh, our Tide Against Suicide um, campaign and initiative that's really about two years, like two years old now, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so some newer programs have started to develop as a part of that, in addition to more cross-collaboration between our departments and our division, mm-hmm. uh, which I really enjoy. So you know, our, I know our Collegiate Recovery um, and Intervention Services Department um, has cross-collaborated with mm-hmm. EREC mm-hmm. For, for some of those activities and um, uh, and walks and hikes. Mm-hmm. Similarly, I think our counseling center is also doing mm-hmm. something like that as well, right? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they're working with uh, Cliff and Outdoor Recreation right. doing things like that. And that's what I love too, is mm-hmm. sometimes you only think about, okay, the fitness and the nutrition going together, or you only think mm-hmm. about, I don't know, counseling center and CRC going together, right. but they all actually can mix they, in. They really do. It's cool. They really do. Yeah. And that's the whole nature uh, behind our Alabama model. It's mm-hmm. holistic and it doesn't separate sort of the, 
the, the mind from the body. They mm-hmm. all work together, mm-hmm. and, and mind and body are inseparable, really, when it comes to individual well-being. I know Hillary um, over at the CRC, she got together with me, and she has gone through a yoga training for mm-hmm. 12 steps, and they're going to start having meetings at our facility. Mm-hmm. So it's opening oh, up nice. another opportunity to have yeah. the 12-step meetings there with a yoga um, kind of feel to it. And That's I was right. like, yeah, girl, let's get it. Come on That's over. Right. We got space. Y'all need it. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. So is that type of stuff. And, sure. and I always just like, especially if I have like a connection to something, I love making that happen, that's, you know, and exactly in, incorporating right. those yeah. things. And, it, and it's a lot of fun. I know our WGRC is actually partnering too with Health Promotion and Wellness mm, with, yes. with some uh, programming too. So, I, so a lot of it, I think, is, you know, sets the ground for mm-hmm. that kind of collaboration, both within our division and across campus, mm-hmm. too, originally. Sure. And, you know, and with the Alabama model, and then, you know, when we think about health and wellness, mm-hmm. you know, we can't help but also bring up um, COVID and the right. fact that we are during these pandemic times. And um, I was actually curious, Dr. Press, because I think you mentioned this during our break, mm-hmm. uh, when we think about data collection as well, um, you know, what kinds of things are, uh, have you been collecting with your team? And, and wanting to put out there when it comes to this information that sure. we're getting about students and their wellness. Well, what's interesting is that the um, the student assessment that we have put in place to assess student health and well-being is pretty unique to our campus, and I'm not aware of any other campuses, mm-hmm. colleges, universities that are implementing it. So we're able to assess student well-being on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. So we take a population sample, we assess well-being on a daily basis versus um uh, once a semester mm-hmm. uh, or once a year, mm. that type of thing. So it's really unique. And from that, we've been able to uh, gather data in real time, mm-hmm. which has been helpful in responding to students, particularly who are having a difficult time mm-hmm. with um, coping with uh, COVID restrictions mm-hmm. and uh, getting in touch with them to inform them, here are some resources that are helpful for you mm-hmm. and just to stay connected. And a number of students have responded positively mm-hmm. about that. One of the things we hope to do in the next uh, this next this semester is to share some of that information mm. with our division and the university to to get an insight into the state of student health and well-being on campus. I love that you share that, and I, and it sounds like you know we're kind of leading the way um, for for doing that, and and it's not necessarily something that other universities have done. And so uh, I want to talk more about this with you, and but of course you know we've got to take a break for our listeners. Um, so we're going to catch you on the flip side. You are listening to Fit to Be Tied with Sheen and Whitney on nine. Point seven the capstone. WVUA FM, Tuscaloosa. You're listening to Fit to Be Tied with Sheena and Whitney, and once again, best show ever on the uh, radio sound waves. <laughs> you know, we just feel so compelled to remind our um, our listener or listeners. And we are not trying to brainwash time. you at all. Just kidding. <laughs> Um, and I know, you know, uh, prior to the break, Dr. Perez, you were talking about, you know, all of the things that um, you've been working on in terms of, you know, us really getting some good information on our students through strategic points mm-hmm. throughout the year in regards to their wellness. And I, I know that we acknowledge being during these COVID times. Um, so let's talk a little bit about how you've seen the areas under your wing really pivot when it comes to 
to programming and still having those meaningful connections with students during um, these pandemic times. Sure, sure. I think it's been a real challenge for mm-hmm. our areas and for the university in general to, to know how to pivot and in which direction to pivot mm-hmm. because um, things have changed. Um, pretty significantly mm-hmm. and they've and it's and it, and that change has been almost the mantra for the last year and a half mm-hmm. right um, I think in our areas of, of health and well-being each department has done well to be able to flex and to uh, and and to pivot as needed so for example mm-hmm. I know for our for our departments that offer counseling services our, our Clean recovery and counseling center mm-hmm. uh, WGRC they've moved to uh, adapting uh, teletherapy services which has been um, really, really beneficial, um, and uh, it, it, some trial and error in terms of how best to implement water, some of the legal and ethical requirements mm-hmm. regarding that, but they did that successfully and, um, and with integrity. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the things that was a surprise in all of that um, has been uh, the delivery of outreach education and programming online. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the most part, we were pleasantly surprised in terms of the number of students who would engage online with, mm-hmm. with um, online programming and education and outreach. So that's something that I think departments are going to continue to offer mm-hmm. in some shape or form mm-hmm. to be able to engage more students uh, along with in-person programming. I agree. I, I just one thing I was just gonna um, chime in, Whitney. I know with our masks, we're kind of giving each other the eyes of like, Wait, are you yeah. Going? Am I gonna yeah. go? Um, but I, I would say with the programming that we've done in our department with our adulting series and mental health brown bag, and still offering mm-hmm. that on a virtual platform, is that we got so much feedback from students saying that you know normally if there was a um, deterrent of them feeling like they couldn't make it over to the Ferg in time mm-hmm. for a presentation, but now that they they could. See still interact in that presentation by simply logging onto their computer and that gave us better ability to reach those students you know we certainly want to we want to cater to the in-person programming because I feel like our our students have really wanted that Mm -hmm. but there is something that has been um, very nice about the virtual programming that we still want to keep to Mm -hmm. some extent too Mm -hmm. you know well Mm -hmm. and I know for you Rec there's a population of folks that just haven't grace their presence through our doors mm-hmm. and so we it has been very nice for us to put like some of our personal training videos some stuff on YouTube and it's giving them a chance to try it without actually having to come in and it's kind of their right. first step into fitness and right. doing a group class it's an it, introvert's paradigm it, it, it yeah. really is yeah. and, and particularly with some of those personal training sessions mm-hmm. I've heard from some students that some of the trainers have followers now that they may not oh. have had before yeah. Yeah. right and so yeah. they're popular which is a great testament yeah right to have successful those have been it's been great and I and selfishly I kind of like it when I'm having to go in between <laughs> meetings and I need to do one meeting here one meeting there uh-huh. I feel like I can kind of maximize my time a little bit better uh-huh. because I can do zoom meetings and uh-huh. I know for me I get to um, collaborate with faculty staff uh, uh-huh. wellness and work-life balance and so when I do my webinars I get more people listening to me than, you know, mm. if I go on campus mm-hmm. and do, you know, a spiel about, you know, bone strengthening, whatever, osteoporosis, mm-hmm. a lot of people will sign up and then they won't come. But mm-hmm. at least, even if you have me on in the background, you're at least hearing the information mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm putting out there. So I, I, I like the hybrid. 
Yeah. I, I don't yeah. like full virtual. I yeah. like a hybrid. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It seems to work for some people, and mm-hmm. and um, and that's great. I think if it is able to reach more people than mm-hmm. typically would, then I think that's a good thing. Absolutely. And you know, we talked about. I think all of us mentioned. You know, getting feedback from students and kind of a, a nice segue with that, uh, mm-hmm. Dr. Prez. I know that you have an advisory council mm-hmm. on wellness that you started uh, when you first got here. Tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about what inspired that and, and the role that these students play sure well I and and uh, it's a group that is really near and dear to my heart I'll mm. say this uh, they're, they're celebrating their fifth year oh. uh, this year so uh, I'm really proud of, of, of them and their work um, so when, when I started here at the university I knew I wanted to work with students in some capacity mm-hmm. um, and one of the things that uh, I was able to do at Georgia Tech was to establish an advisory council for our counseling center so I knew that was the direction I wanted to go here um, but when I got here, I wasn't quite sure who to reach out to. And so uh, fortunately enough, um, there was a student who already had some things in the works, not quite an advisory council type of thing, but uh, Chase Pritchett is his name. So shout out to Chase and many thanks to you, Chase, for, what, what? for Chase. really, right, right, yes. for your inspiration. <laughs> um, but so Chase provided that inspiration. And, and as we talked initially, um, uh, we we both liked the idea of an advisory council on wellness mm. that, that um, you know, whose, whose purpose was to really help advise me and serve as my eyes and ears mm. of student issues on campus related to health and well-being. So it's in its fifth year now. Mm. The first uh, two years of the council were really instrumental in developing and establishing our Alabama model mm. and our model of assessment. Mm. Uh, and the last two years have been um, uh, particularly uh, important because as they've grown, as the council members have grown in um, in their responsibilities and in their response to student needs, uh, their work has also grown. And mm-hmm. so, uh, the council has been responsible for establishing and authoring two white papers mm-hmm. uh, that address pertinent student issues related to health and well-being. Mm-hmm. The year before, uh, the first white paper was on mental health issues that students mm-hmm. face here at the university. Uh, and the most recent white paper last year uh, addressed the impact of COVID mm-hmm. on students' health and well-being here at the university. Mm-hmm. Uh, each set of each set of white papers then came with sets of recommendations to me mm-hmm. oh, nice. uh, to act on and to follow and to pass along to upper administration. Mm-hmm. And I've got to say that that that's been a very successful way or avenue mm-hmm. to allow student voices to be heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like empowering students for their. Uh, uh, for their own sake to, to advance some of their needs and, mm-hmm. and, and what they see as important. So from that, we've been able to act on some recommendations such as uh, advocate, successfully advocating for additional resources of the Counseling Center, mm. uh, the Counseling Center developing additional uh, avenues to, to meet student needs. Mm. Um, uh, more recently, we've, we've adopted uh, or we've been able to put in place um, uh, links on the student syllabus syllabus mm. uh, for helpful campus resources, which were not there before. Uh, and again, that's a great collaboration with mm-hmm. academic affairs on that effort. That's amazing, because yeah. I, I, I did not know about yeah. that. Yeah, I didn't either. And, that's great. Um, you know, and with the students that are involved, um, are you typically looking for students that um, are academically connected to something health-related, or could these be students representing key student organizations? What does that look like? So it really, I really try to strive for a wide and broad array of students. Um, 
and not just student leaders. I think mm -hmm. student leaders are great, but I also um, am really interested in students who are wanting to be engaged mm -hmm. and, who, and, and who for for the most part are invested in the health and well-being of our campus. Mm -hmm. I think that's the most important thing because mm -hmm. um, because having that commitment to, to our students mm -hmm. and being a member of the advisory council really drives uh, the work of the council, drives the energy of the council, um, and, and, and also drives the fun that we have we have great discussion mm -hmm. we had, so our council met for the first time last night mm -hmm. uh, and started talking about potential white paper topics and so there was a lot of great energy around that mm -hmm. um, and, and demonstrated to me that students are invested in mm -hmm. not only their own health and well-being but the health and well-being of their peers and other community it's always refreshing like we have some really great students that students work for us yes. and like the ideas like we just got done with our staff training and one of our program assistants for group exercise we let her basically right. we had a scavenger hunt that she her and the other PAs had to come up with mm -hmm. and like seeing them work and like getting to sit back and experience that I was like this is amazing. That's like you, great. you think of things that I didn't even That's think right. of, and That's and right. and just taking control and ownership, and you know, for us at UREC, I mean, people kind of always think it's like working out all the time. I'm like, yeah, but you don't understand. Mm -hmm. Like we do a little more than that, yeah. and so yeah. I, I I love when students have those roles because it just it, it inspires me. I think it's that flip kind of right. what you're talking about. How That's you right. get fired up about it, mm -hmm. you know? That's right. It's exciting to work mm -hmm. with students, and and particularly this year, uh, the fifth year of the council that um, uh, our alumni members have wanted to still be engaged and so we've established now an alumni mm -hmm. uh, advisory council oh, so cool. which is fantastic yeah. so cool. uh, alumni members are, uh, now have the opportunity to network and mm -hmm. to mentor our current mm -hmm. um, advisory council members uh, this year again being the fifth year of the, of the advisory council we're planning a reunion for oh. our alumni mm -hmm. members uh, on uh, October Twenty um, second and third, which I believe is homecoming. Which I, there's also the Tennessee game. Oh, I've uh, heard about so, that homecoming. We need yeah. to talk to somebody about that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it'll, I hopefully hopefully it'll it'll prove to be an exciting weekend, and we'll have all our mm -hmm. alumni come back and, and meet up with our current members. So I'm excited about that. That's amazing. Yeah. And um, Dr. Perez, I know one of the other uh, initiatives that's going to be starting is your um, the Circling Back. Circling back right. So tell us a little bit yeah. about that. Circling Back newsletter really is an initiative. It's a student initiative. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm just along for the ride, really. Um, but these are a group of students who wanted to, to promote um, uh, you know, wellness kinds of information more broadly mm -hmm. uh, to other students. Um, and it just so happened that, you know, I had conversations with different students about the same thing and it just all sort of came together. Um, and so last uh, spring uh, semester, a group of students worked to, uh, to establish the structure and the format and the purpose for circling back. Uh, a number of them graduated, uh, so, so I don't know, I saw, I don't know, if, Pruitt's out there. Pruitt, if that's you, thank you very much. I don't know if you're still on the uh, But currently, Annika Ames and uh, Will Bradley are serving as, uh, as leads on that this year. So uh, it'll debut in September. Uh, and the, uh, the, the gist is to offer information on different um, uh, uh, campus events or other things related to health and well-being with a feature spotlight. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, I know we're nearing the end of the show, and, and historically, we like to kind of start going into more fun yeah. um, questions. And Whitney, if you're okay with, I actually have a good question I want to ask both of y'all because <laughs> I think you'll bring it on. Both of you guys. Let's do it. Ah, um, so, um, Dr. Pro, you may not know this about Whitney, but she is quite the um, ice cream connoisseur oh. and lover. And I, I know you've had conversations with yes. our department about homemade ice cream yeah. before. So, I need to know in details what are your favorite ice cream flavors, you guys? Oh. I, I need to know this. So. Flavors or brands? You or, could do both. I mean, this you could, could be a really, yes. really yeah. in-depth question. Yes. Hmm. I think, so I dabbled or redabbled <laughs> in, uh, in making homemade ice cream. Again, mm-hmm. this is part of the sort of pandemic activities. Mm. Um, and my favorite all-time flavor is rum raisin. Really? Yeah. Interesting. It's very good. Huh. Yes. Have you had the Haagen-Dazs rum, rum raisin? That's my favorite. Okay. Although my my homemade one is pretty good. I bet the homemade's good. Companion. Do you use, you have to like soak the raisins in Gotta rum? Gotta soak it and make oh. sure they're cream. Oh, so there's a little kick to it. Very <laughs> okay. Kick. That's right. I like that. It's you delicious. know, I'm it's always good. gonna say cookie dough is my favorite. So cookie dough's good. I mean, cookie you know, dough is my favorite. My favorite brand is Graders, and I think it's made in Kentucky. Oh, I've never had that. It's they I have only found it at Fresh Market, and they only have the Graders. pines, and it's like. Seven bucks for a pint. Oh, wow. I mean, you wow. know, like it's totally worth it. But it's it's got this really like thick chocolate right. swirl in there, and it's it's pretty delicious. So um, I'd say graters, and I would say cookie dough would probably yeah. be okay. my favorite. Jenny's, what about you? Jenny's ice cream is pretty good. That's um, amazing. Yes, right. I do love some Jenny's. Yeah. I think I like. I'm a cookies and cream kind of person, and um, and then also to a good homemade peach ice cream is really oh, nice. Hey. I think our proximity yes. to Clanton and Chilton County, Chilton County peaches. Yeah. Um, I, I do like that. Can't go wrong. I will say this: I have a beef with Bluebell, and Bluebell, if you're listening, mm. I'll tell you why I have a beef with them. <laughs> I will buy your ice cream, Bluebell, until but I will not buy it. Until you put a plastic lining cover that I can peel off. Yes. That is frustrating. Yes. I don't like that. And I boycott them because it would not take you that much time or money for your prices to just add a little cover on there. <laughs> and then I would buy your ice cream. And I'd yes. buy a lot of it. Yes. <laughs> well, and aside from um, uh, just in these last moments, Dr. Prez, um, you know, aside from making ice cream, <laughs> and um, I know you and I, we've had separate conversations sure. about sourdough starter. Oh, that's what, true. What kind of sourdough? Self-care things mm. do you like to? What yeah. are your leisure activities? So, so cooking is one of them. Mm. But I also, I also enjoy, um, you know, getting out when I can and have the time getting out on the golf course and mm. um, getting in a few holes. It's been it's been difficult to do that. So, um, you know, the the driving range is always good. It, mm-hmm. it puts me in a very zen mm. uh, frame of mind. Hiking is great. Mm. Uh, I always enjoy hiking. Uh, particularly around here, there's some great trails to, mm-hmm. to be able to do that as well. Um, and then, um, yeah, there's some other things that I think I might not, <laughs> I'll say for a later time. How's How that? that? You, I think you probably know some of them. I think so. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, now I'm curious. And, I think we're going to have and, to have you well, on the show again. Yes. And, and some of my advisory council members know them too. Okay. Uh-huh. Ooh, and so if you know, suspense. you know. If you know, you know. Ooh. Yeah. Like well, it. then what I'll say to that, based on your um, you know, appreciation for the golf course, yes. maybe you need to take all of those mm. under your wing. We go to Top Golf one day. We'll do have that. a nice Oh, little that'll be a nice retreat. wellness break. Yes. Right. Yes. So we'll do that. That's but, good. Um, Whitney, I guess we got to end the show. 
show today. Man, another one in the books. Yes. Well, Dr. Press, thank you for being with thank us this you. afternoon. This was fun. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, and it was fun to be able to live stream, but um, we do not want you to be a stranger to the show. I feel very confident we'll be asking mm-hmm. you back for some um, additional appearances. But, you guys, that's it. We hope you enjoy the week. You have been listening to Fit to Be Tied with Sheena and Whitney on 90.7 The Capstone. WVUA-FM, Tuscaloosa.